Hey everybody, you are listening to the Millennial Podcast Preacher. My name is Pastor Chris Cugini, and it's about to go down. It's about to go down today. I have an amazing, an awesome, amazing sermon that I want to preach to you today, which is called Be a Willing Vessel. Be a willing vessel. But I wanted to share with you that I was banned from Facebook. I was banned from Instagram for preaching the gospel. So if you're wondering where I have been, I was banned on Facebook and Instagram because I said this exactly. I, the Holy Spirit said to me when I was praying one morning, I will be with you until the end. So trust me. So I told the people that Jesus is going to be with you till the end, so trust him. And they banned that post because they said it went against community standards. They said they didn't agree with what I had to say. But let me tell you something. Facebook, Instagram, you can ban me all you want, but I am going to preach the gospel anyway. I can preach with Facebook or I can preach without Facebook. I don't need Facebook to be able to share the gospel. God is the one that's going to change the people, and it don't have to be on Facebook and Instagram. I can do what they used to do, stand on the street corners and preach the real gospel, preach the risen Jesus. So Facebook, Instagram, you can do whatever you want, but I'm still going to preach. So today I have an amazing message called Be a Willing Vessel. Be a Willing Vessel. But I want to say this. Holy Spirit, this is not my sermon, but this is your sermon. Do whatever you want, Holy Spirit. This is your podcast, so you do whatever you want. But let me tell you, if you want to be used by God, you have to be ready and available. I want to say that again. If you want to be used by God, you have to be ready and available. Because there are so many stories in the Bible that show what God can do through an available vessel. There is so many stories in the Bible that will show you that God can use an available vessel if they're willing. Because God is getting ready to use you. God is getting ready to use you. But you have to present yourself now to him as a ready and willing vessel. You have to present yourself now to him as a ready and willing vessel. But I want to talk to you about Noah's Ark. And I actually visited the Noah's Ark encounter, which is actually down in Kentucky. I actually went to Noah's Ark twice. And the first time I went to Noah's Ark, it was amazing. You pull up to the property and you get on this bus that takes you to Noah's Ark. And in the distance is this giant ark made specifically the way the Bible says it. The exact specification, it is made just like the Bible says. And as I was there... I saw so many great exhibits. I saw so many cool, awesome things, so many different animals in the ark, so many different uh, exhibits that, that, that talk about and confirm why the ark was there, why Jesus wanted Noah on the ark. And as I was walking up the one ramp, I heard the Lord tell me that, that we must be a willing vessel, like Noah, that we must be a willing vessel. And I thought to myself, what are you talking about, Lord? And he kept saying, we need you to be a willing vessel. People must be a willing vessel. People must be a willing vessel. And at that moment, I was staring at a long, uh, it was like a long group of uh, terracotta vessels, terracotta clay pots. And the Holy Spirit said, just like those vessels that are able to carry the water, you are going to be able to carry the gospel during these final hours. But he told me to tell you all to be a willing vessel, to be a willing vessel. 
but we're going to first read about Noah's Ark, Noah and the Flood, and we're going to be reading out of Genesis 6, and we're starting at verse 9. So turn to, if you're listening, or you have your Bibles, or you just want to listen in, it's Genesis 6-9, and I'm going to read it out of the NLT, and it says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth has become, for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. Verse 15, this is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof of an opening one cubit, high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are going to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. In verse 22, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. I want to stop there real quick in verse 22. It says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him to do. But what did God ask Noah to do? It said he wanted him to build a giant ark and to bring two of every animal on it. God says, Noah, I'm going to take out all these people. I'm going to cause a great flood. But I want you, you're a willing vessel, but I want you to build me a giant ark and I want you to bring two of every kinds of animals on it. Now, what do you think Noah's response was? Lord, I can't. I'm not ready. You, somebody else. This is a bad idea. But you know what Noah said? You want to know what the Bible said that Noah did? In verse 22, it says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So what does that mean? That means that Noah was a willing vessel. That means that he could do whatever God needed him to do. Because God wants to use you for something so much greater. Because God has a specific calling on your life. But God is seriously, he's looking for willing vessels. God is looking for people who are willing to be used by him. God is looking for people who are willing to be used by him. And let me tell you this. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're purple, if you're rich, if you're young, if you're old. Because God's not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. He is not looking for perfect people. He is looking for people willing, people who are willing to carry out a specific task for him. 
He is looking for willing people who will willingly care out, carry out a specific task for him. But I want you to say this out loud. Say, God can use anybody. Say it. Say, God can use anybody. And let me tell you something. Here's another story about being a willing vessel. God can even use a virgin. Oh, so what am I going to talk about? We all know that I'm going to be talking about Mother Mary because she was also a willing vessel. And in Luke 1.26, it says, In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and disturbed appeared to her and said, Greetings, favorite woman. The Lord is with you. Verse 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever, for his kingdom will never end. In verse 34, it says, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. You know, Mary didn't question whether God had made a right decision in choosing her for the task task. She just wondered how it could happen with her being a virgin. The word doesn't say that she was chosen because she was beautiful. It doesn't say she was chosen because she was popular or intelligent, amazing, just a perfect person. No, the word of God simply states that she was a virgin who was married to a carpenter named Joseph. And you know, they lived in Nazareth, a very simple, ordinary town. But it was in that simple town of Nazareth that Gabriel was sent to find a simple girl named Mary whose heart was inclined to do the will of God and not her own. Because she surrendered herself to be a willing vessel because of the important call that was on her life. And I got to say this, I know everybody wants to be used by God. You know, I always want to be used more of God. But if you want to be used by God, you have to be an available vessel. You have to be willing to let God use you to do what he's called you to do. And while visiting the ark, I saw a lot of vessels. And a vessel is actually known as a hollow container, such as a cask, a bottle, a kettle, a cup, or a bowl for holding something such as liquid. And in 2 Timothy 2.20, it says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. 
As children of God, we are all chosen vessels. There is a wide array of chosen vessels in God's kingdom. Each of us serve a different purpose. Did you know that? We all serve a different purpose. Some people may be like a beautiful vase out there where everyone sees them. Others may have a role that seems insignificant, which no one seems to notice. But no matter what role we have, we still serve a meaningful place in the Lord's kingdom. Every type of vessel has a vital role to fulfill. And apart from God, we are nothing but broken, empty, and useless vessels. But God wants us to be vessels that are sanctified and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot serve God and not be blessed. Oh, I want to say that again. You cannot serve God and not be blessed. I just came off of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I'm telling you, I am so blessed. So many things have happened during this 21 days that was for my benefit. But let me tell you, I was serving God before the fast, serving God in the fast, and I'm going to continue to serve God. And you cannot serve God and not be blessed because the Bible says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you need to seek God in all his righteousness and watch things to be added to you. Because I want you to stop chasing after the world, fame, worldly success, worldly desires. And I want you to be available and start chasing after the king. I want you to start chasing after the kingdom because the devil wants to fill you up with lies and deceit. The devil wants to fill you up with lies and deceit. He wants your vessels to be filled up with the wrong things. But let me tell you something. The things that really matter are the things God wants to do in your life. The things that really matter are the things that God wants to do in your life. And some of you may be saying, I want to be a willing vessel, but my vessel is cracked. Well, let me tell you something. God is willing to work with cracked pots. You know how many people that I met throughout my life who said, I've been down every bad road. I was a drug addict. I was involved in prostitution. I was involved in major sin. I have so many cracks in my life. Why would God want to use me? Well, guess what? God is willing to work with cracked pots. He died to work with you. He died so you can be set free and I had my, my vices, my brokenness, and my silent struggles, but I also know that I had and I have a redemption story. I was broken, lost, and empty, but I knew that I could have a redemption story. And just as I am a pot of clay in God's hands, His glory shines through all my cracks. Hallelujah. Just as I am a pot of a clay in God's hands, his glory shines through all my cracks. Hallelujah. If he used me, a man with a stuttering problem, then he can use you because I am a willing vessel and you can be a willing vessel. But some of you are running in the opposite direction. Some of you are going in a different way. How many times have we used um, navigation to, to get to a certain place, you know, and it tells you to go straight? Well, if you're supposed to go straight, but you keep going left, you are running in a different direction. So stop running from God and run towards him. Stop running from God and run towards him to be a willing vessel because our purpose can only be fulfilled when we are in his will. Our purpose can only be fulfilled when we are in his will because God has a purpose and a plan for us if we remain in his will. But if we run away, then we have veered off the path God has for us. You know, and when I think of what it means to be a willing vessel, I think of somebody completely open to God's will no matter the cost. 
you know, when I said yes to becoming a preacher, when I said yes to becoming a Holy Ghost preacher, I knew there was going to be a lot of persecution. I know there was going to be a lot of different costs, but I said, God, I am willing, because if you're willing to send me to the highways, to the byways, to Africa, to Romania, to America, to Mexico, wherever you send me, whatever you will have me do, I will do exactly what you want, because I am on God's path. I am a willing vessel, and I don't care what the cost is, because I think of somebody who on the earth is willing to pursue godliness because we must be on the path to pursue godliness. And this is an attitude that I strive to have my own walk with God because I want to be a vessel used by God for his glory. But I have to be willing to go wherever he calls me to and go and do whatever he asks of me. And I'm telling you, it may be hard for some people, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. I'm telling you. You know, some of you are saying, well, God has spoken to me many years ago and said, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. But you're going in a different direction. Stop running and run towards God because if you are a willing vessel, he's going to call you to do amazing things. And when you're called to to do something for him, you're never going to go out empty-handed. That's another sermon I preach. You're not going to go out empty-handed. No matter what you do for God, you're always going to be blessed because the Bible says we will bear fruit in every season. So be a willing vessel and go where God wants you to go. Do what he wants you to do. Say what he wants you to say. Even if other people are calling you crazy and even if other people are making fun of you, just do what he wants you to do. Go where he wants you to go and say what he wants you to say, because I'm saying it right now, be a willing vessel and you're going to have an abundant life because it may be hard, but in the end, it's going to be worth it because I don't know what God wants you to do specifically, but I know that no matter what it is, it will produce an amazing harvest. I don't know what God is asking you to do today, but whatever he's asking you to do, just know that you're going to have an amazing harvest. It's going to be amazing fruit. But if you want to be a willing vessel, I have three ways to um, do it. I have three bullet points here that will help you be a willing vessel. And the first one I have is keep your eyes open. So if you're writing these down, I would suggest writing these down. These are powerful. But number one, keep your eyes open because vision is seeing God at work in your present situation and moving with him. It's about getting in on what God is doing in the world and being a part of where he has placed you. Because if your vision isn't in alignment with what God is doing, you are off course. But just as David said, keep your eyes open for God, watch for his works, be alert for signs of his presence. Whew, that's so powerful. That's out of Psalms 105.4. Keep your eyes open for God and watch his works. Be alert for signs of his presence. So keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. You have to be willing to see what God's going to have you do. A lot of people keep their eyes closed to what God is doing, wants to open up their eyes to the world. You know, Satan wants you to see so many terrible things, but God wants you to keep your eyes open and see the vision that he's given to you. So number one, keep your eyes open. Number two, keep your mind on Jesus. Keep your mind on Jesus, but meditate on this verse. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in a place of honor, in a place of honor on the right side along God. And in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, God's purpose for your life is far greater than your problems. Don't give up when it gets tough. 
Go to Jesus. Keep your mind on him. So keep your mind on Jesus. When you keep your mind on Jesus, you can't get attacked from the enemy. When you keep your mind on Jesus and you focus on the calling that God has for you, you can't veer off track because your mind is set on God. Your mind is set on what Jesus wants you to do. So number three, the last bullet point I have is be willing to do what God tells you to do. So let me tell you, if he tells you to go left, then go left. If he tells you to go right, then guess what? Go right. Because in Acts 13.36, it says, David served God for the purpose he has for our life. We must be open at all times to allow God to move in any direction. Even when it seems tough, you must keep going no matter what. So be a willing vessel. Do what he wants you to do. Because, you know, God told me to become a preacher. I don't know if I told you this. I was in the middle of photography school at Point Park University. And God called me right in that time to be a preacher. He says, I want you to go and I want you to be a preacher in the end time gospel. He goes, you're going to uh, preach to millions of people. You're going to be preaching in stadiums and, ar and arena. People are going to be healed, whole, delivered, and restored. But if you're willing to do what I ask you to do, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to bless you tremendously. And you're going to see many people come into the kingdom for me. And this was during uh, a school when I was in photography school. And it was in that time that I felt I needed to drop out of school and go enroll in ministry school. So I was enrolled at Point Park University doing photography. But in the middle of my major, I dropped out and I went full force and I went to ministry school and I went to serve him because I said, God, you called me into the ministry and I will do whatever you ask me to do. So just like me, you have to be a willing vessel. Even when it seems tough, you must keep going no matter what. And I love what Catherine Coleman said. For those of you who, who don't know Catherine Coleman, she was an amazing healing evangelist preacher. She saw so many souls come into the kingdom. She was actually based here out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I live. She actually preached in downtown Pittsburgh at a Presbyterian church. But I just want to let you know that if you ever go to that Presbyterian church now, where she preached, the anointing is gone. It is completely dead. It's a shame that there was a woman who was doing so many great things. She saw so many people healed by the power of God. It's not even funny. And, you know, she has many stories that she had such a strong anointing. And the reason why she had a, such a strong anointing is because she was willing to do whatever God asked her to do. And it says that she would have to be rerouted to different airports because she was so powerful. And you know, she said this, she said, God is not looking for gold vessels or silver vessels. He is looking for willing vessels. Can you believe that? God is looking for willing vessels. He's not looking for, you know, gold vessels or silver vessels. He's looking for for willing vessels. So guess what? Be a willing vessel and God will take you further than you could ever have ever imagined. Be a willing vessel and God will take you further than you can even imagine. God is real. God is here today. God destroyed the works of the evil one, but he is waiting for us to bow our knees and follow him. He is waiting for us to say, here I am, send me, use me use me. And, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but before I became a Pentecostal preacher, I grew up in a Catholic church. I grew up in a Catholic church, and there's an amazing song that goes, here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. It was a song that said, whatever you want me to go, I will go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. So just like that, that song, say, here I am, Lord. 
Send me, Lord. Use me. Because God's going to use you to do amazing things. God's going to use you to carry the end time gospel. God's going to use you to be a strong Christian. God's going to use you to stand up to the wicked agenda. God's going to use you to preach the gospel. God's going to use you to save souls. God's going to use you as a nurse. God's going to use you as a doctor. God's going to use you to influence your students if you're a teacher. God's going to use you so much, and you're going to see fruit from it. So be a willing vessel. Go where he wants you to go. Do what he wants you to do and say what he wants you to say. Now, I want to do this like any of my meetings, wherever I go, I always give an option for people to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. What I'm about to do is something called a salvation call. And if you never given your life to Jesus, or you once gave your life to Jesus, and you want to recommit, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Because in the Bible, in Romans, it says, no one goes to the Father except through me. So if you want to get to heaven, there's only one way to get to heaven. That is to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you you will be saved because a lot of people always say, I have done terrible things in my life and I don't know why God wants me to come back. But let me tell you what the Holy Bible reads. It reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, forever for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me tell you, you are a whosoever. We all are a whosoever. But I want you to repeat this after me. And this is a way of surrendering, saying, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Because I want to see you in heaven. I want to see your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So if you never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you did give your life to Jesus once and you want to accept him, I'm going to give you an opportunity now. So just repeat this after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I am on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Well, let me tell you, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all your sins are forgiven. But remember to always run to God and not from him because he loves you and has a great plan and purpose for your life. Well, if you just gave your life to Jesus for the first time or you gave your life to Jesus for the second time, welcome to the family of God. Happy spiritual birthday. If you've given your life to the Lord, I want to send you a free gift as a way of saying thank you. It is a book called Now What? It is a, a book that will tell you what to, to do next. But if you're looking for a um, an amazing church, if you're looking for a Bible-believing church, come to Revival Today Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in Moon Township, because there's an amazing preacher there by the name of Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He's going to want to be your pastor. But let me tell you, I'm so thankful that you listened and tuned in to this podcast today. Remember to be a willing vessel. Remember to do what he wants you to do. Remember that nothing and nobody can stop the power of God's love for you today. I will be back next week with another amazing podcast. 
podcast. But remember, you are listening to the Millennial Podcast Preacher. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.